0: This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Margaret Sanger, the founder of what is now called Planned Parenthood that I call Planned Genocide. Margaret Sanger was a monster. Welcome to the program been a lot in the news lately about the planned genocide, formerly known as Planned Parenthood organization, harvesting the body parts of aborted babies and selling them on the open market to the highest bidder. A lot was exposed, this, this whole sordid procedure has been finally, I believe anyway, you know, what will happen is a different story, but finally they've been exposed for the fraud that they are. You know how the left does this. And I have to admit, you've heard me say this before, they're pretty good at it. All right, they frame something with, and they couch it in very pleasant-sounding terms, right? Planned Parenthood organization. Think about that. Who wouldn't be for that, right? Parenthood should be planned. In fact, what they are is they're genocidal. And I'm going to get you there, so bear with me. But I want to preface what I'm going to go into on this whole... uh, abortion issue with well, just a couple of comments here some commentary maybe some analysis first of all this has been turned into a political construct by Republicans and I don't like that and here's why we've been led to this point before remember how we were sold on uh, defunding Obamacare if we gave control of the Senate to the Republicans, they would defund Obamacare, and that has not happened. This is one of the recent letdowns that we face whenever something is thrown into the political realm. And now the Republicans, and I'm hearing it, you know, I'm I'm for defunding Obamacare. All of the presidential candidates on the right, I'm for defunding. Stop defunding or stop funding. Planned Parenthood, Planned Genocide. And I thought, I hope we're not foolish enough to allow them to do this to us again. Because I don't want to hear what they're for or what they're against in terms of Planned Parenthood or Planned Genocide. I want to see them do it. I want to see them do it. Somebody introduced the bill. Get the debate going. You know what the Democrats are going to do, but this is too ugly. What we know now is too ugly. And the initial reaction from the Democrats, they all went into the bunker. Nobody on the Democrat side, nobody, was coming out trying to defend the harvesting of aborted babies and selling them on the open market to the highest bidder. Until they got their act together. And it took them about the better part of a week. And they went out and do what they do. They hired some highfalutin New York PR firm. To mount a counter narrative to the ugliness, the gore that we all know about, knew about before that. But this, this is beyond the pale. The harvesting of body parts and selling them on the open market to the highest bidder. That for the Democrats, that for the left, that for liberals, for me, that takes the cake. I mean, I know that their elevator, their ethical elevator on the left has no bottom floor. But this just proves it. I believe that Margaret Sanger should have her body exhumed from the ground, from her grave in Fishkill, New York, and that carcass, Margaret Sanger's carcass, it's the only way I can describe her, should be taken out to sea and dumped in the ocean. Her body is contaminating, contaminating U.S. soil. Remember all this flap during the uh, Confederacy, the Confederate flag, I should say, the legacy of the Confederacy, how it was bad and how it really meant about slavery and we need to get rid of it. And then there was this foolish talk by some, not many, but by some about getting rid of statues. Someone even suggested unearthing Robert E. Lee's grave and removing it from its burial place. And I thought, what this monster Margaret Sanger promoted is way beyond anything some Confederate general did or stood for. I would put Margaret Sanger in the same category as someone like Pol Pot, Joseph Stalin, and, yes, Adolf Hitler. Margaret Sanger promoted eugenics, a master race. And she did this rather rather cleverly. I mean, remember how the left does this? And this wasn't the left, leftist, uh, leftist movement at the time, but how they do it today. They refer to Planned Parenthood or Planned Genocide as women's health care. This promotes women's reproductive rights. No, it doesn't. When 90% of your business promotes killing babies, 90% of Planned Parenthood or Planned Genocide's business is abortion, you are not about women's health care, and you are not about women's reproductive rights. You attached, as you do so well, some wonderfully sounding name or movement onto it. Women's health care. This is about women's health care. When did killing babies, in the numbers that they are, I saw a number, 1,462 black babies are aborted per Day. How does that promote parenthood? How does that promote reproductive rights? How does that promote anything other than filth, gore, vile, disgust? So now the left has mounted a counter-campaign to what we know about Planned Genocide Organization I think I can throughout the rest of this Refer to it as Planned Genocide And you know who I'm talking about And again, stop using their language Please Don't call it Planned Parenthood Like I said, there's nothing about this That promotes parenthood Nothing about it that pr- promotes Women's health Promotes The death of vulnerable human beings who cannot defend themselves and cannot fight back. It's very important in this whole thing when it comes to the left of not adopting their language because that helps the uninformed. So when we come back, we're going to get into this um, the history of Margaret Sanger and the eugenics movement that she, she promoted. Don't forget, she's the founder of Planned Parenthood or Planned Genocide. The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Find more on demand at theblaze.com slash radio. Buck Sexton. Chapo Guzman is the closest thing that there is today to a Pablo Escobar. And he is the guy who just escaped from this high-security prison in, in Mexico. This is a really scary guy. We talk about a, a drug cartel and criminality and it's Mexico, but this is all filtering into the United States. We are the market. We are the country that has to deal with the fallout of a completely corrupt Mexican government. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. We're talking about Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood or Planned Genocide. And I did what I normally do when I delve into an area that I may not be so familiar with when I say that. It doesn't mean that I didn't know much about abortion, but I wanted to find out the whole history of this movement and this thing. So I do what I did and I went back and started to read and dig some things up and read some reports, read some essays, read some uh, writings on this whole movement. And uh, that's when I found out what a monster Margaret Sanger was. You know, this this whole Black Lives Matter fallacy that the left is promoting, I said this early on, if blacks, I should say, if the left really cared about black lives, they would be aboard They would be demonstrating at abortion clinics nationwide, three hundred and sixty-five days of the year. That includes the days that they're closed, because that is a genocidal movement, and we should be beside ourselves as Black people that this was even thought about. And the legacy of, it. and that's what this organization, Planned Parenthood, or Planned Genocide. The legacy of this was black genocide. That was one of their ideas. That was one of their objectives, one of their goals. So I went back and I did some of that. And, you know, one of the things that's fascinating, I found that uh, there is this award. I mean, this monster actually has an award named after her the Margaret Sanger award that is um, given every year to somebody who I don't know supports, defends, promotes abortion. Black people ought to be appalled. Here's some of the past winners of this award. Hillary Rodham Clinton. It's a past, I hate to say winner, loser, but she was awarded the Margaret Sanger Award. Hillary Rodham Clinton. 2014, this award went to Nancy Pelosi. And it says as part of this award, in recognition of her leadership, excellence, and outstanding contributions to the pro-abortion movement during her career. It's genocide, ladies and gentlemen. And because it affects black people more than anybody else, she doesn't have a problem with it. You know, and it says here that, the president of the abortion business announced the award today, and this was uh, back in 2014. Though she never mentioned abortion, instead couching her remarks in women's health. <laughs> Remember what I said? They do. Here's a statement from the uh, uh, on presenting this award on behalf of Planned Parenthood and the millions of patients we serve each year. It gives me great pleasure to announce that House Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi will receive the Planned Parenthood Federation of America's. Margaret Sanger Award, Our Highest Recognition of Leadership, Excellence, excellence, and Outstanding Contributions to the Reproductive Health and Rights Movement. Remember what I said? Couching these things in their language, said Cecile Richards, President of Planned Parenthood Federation of America. No one is more deserving of this honor than Leader Pelosi, who has fought tirelessly throughout her career to promote and expand women's access to health care. As the first woman speaker to serve as the first woman to, to serve as Speaker of the House, Leader Pelosi recognized that women's health is a mainstream issue impacting women and families, yet ninety percent of this organization's work is killing babies. Seventy-three percent of their clinics that's the wrong word, laboratories, these death camps. are located near black neighborhoods. That's why I said this is genocide. So anyway, it goes on to say here, some of the past uh, uh, Margaret Sanger Award winners include Hillary Rodham Clinton, Katharine Hepburn, Bella Abzug, Justice Harry Blackman, and Dr. Ruth. This is amazing. Can you imagine somebody receiving the Pol Pot Award? Can you imagine somebody receiving the Mao Tse Tung Award? Can you imagine somebody receiving the Adolf Hitler Award? Because she's in that class of monsters. that the black community will not stand up and demand that Mrs. Bill Clinton return that award and issue an apology, knowing the history. And trust me, trust me, listeners, she knows the history. You don't receive an award without going back to find out a little about it, but she's known about this even before receiving the award because she's always been a sponsor of Black Genocide. If she sponsors this organization, she supports Black Genocide. And yet the Democrat Party, and this is kind of where the Republicans fall down on their face. They're just horrible at messaging, horrible and I always tell, I advise people, you know, I say, you know, go learn the history and then formulate your craft, frame your message off the history. Talk about the racist roots of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America. Formerly it was called the Birth Control Federation of America. But it was started by Margaret Sanger. She has her fingerprints all over this, including today. So that Nancy Pelosi... I mean, can you imagine a Republican lawmaker receiving the Ku Klux Klan Award? Can you imagine the blowback? Can you imagine the outcry? And all the things that Republicans are made or demanded by the left of an apology and yet we're going to allow Mrs. Bill Clinton to hold on to and maintain the Margaret Sanger award that promoted eugenics and the extermination of the black race. That was their goal. That was her goal, her vision, her dream. She didn't hide it. So what we're going to do when we come back is we're going to go through one of these uh, articles that I found in doing my history of this whole uh, movement. And and, and this is from blackgenocide.org. This is the Negro Project. That's the, the title of this project from Margaret Sanger. The Negro Project. Margaret Sanger's eugenic plan for black America. This will stun you. David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stew. According to the Washington Free Beacon, two and a half million illegal immigrants flood uh, flooded into the United States during the Obama administration. I'd be surprised if it's that low. It's it's much higher than that. It, this is what they'll probably admit to: is two and a half million, four hundred thousand a year. You gotta believe it's much higher. And and the fact is, because they're illegals by definition, we don't know how many people are here. Pat and Stu, weekdays at five p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> David Clark, the people's sheriff. Okay, now we're going to get into who Margaret Sanger really was. And again, I'm reading from uh, a site, blackgenocide.org. This is an article by Tanya L. Green, The Negro Project, Margaret Sanger's Eugenic Plan for Black America. You have to bear with me, but remember, I'm not one of these shortcut guys, okay? I don't just get into Chance and what people are saying and what I heard and what they told me. And I checked a number of sources, by the way, on Margaret Sanger, not just uh, this one here. It starts out like this. Many Americans, black and white, are unaware of Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger's Negro Project. Sanger created this program in 1939 after the organization changed its name from the American Birth Control League to the Birth Control Federation of America. The aim of the program was to restrict many uh, believe to exterminate the black population. Under the pretense of better health and family plan- planning, let me stop. Remember what I said? Under the pretense of better health and family planning, Sanger cleverly implemented her plan. What's more shocking is Sanger's uh, beguilement of black America's creme de la creme, those prominent, well educated, and well to do, into executing her scheme. Some within the black elite saw birth control as a means to attain economic empowerment, elevate the race, and garner the respect of whites. It's a master race. The Negro Project has had lasting repercussions in the black community. Quote, we have become victims of genocide by our own hands, cried uh, Hunter at the Say So March. That was a march that took place in 1999. Continuing on, Margaret Sanger aligned herself with the eugenicists whose ideology prevailed in the 20th century. Eugenicists strongly espoused racial supremacy, supremacy and purity, particularly of the Aryan race. Eugenicists hoped to purify the bloodlines and improve the race by encouraging the fit to reproduce and the unfit to restrict their reproduction. They sought to contain the inferior races through segregation, sterilization, birth control, and abortion. Sanger embraced Malthusian eugenics. Thomas Robert Malthus, a 19th century cleric and professor of political economy, believed a population time bomb threatened the existence of the human race. He viewed social problems such as poverty, deprivation, and and hunger as evidence of this population crisis. According to writer George Grant, Malthus condemned charities and other forms of benevolence because he believed they only exacerbated the problems. His answer was to restrict population growth of certain groups of people. His theories of population growth and economic stability became the basis for national and international social policy. Grant quotes from Malthus uh, Magnum Opus, an essay on the principle of population, published in six editions from 1798 to 1826. Here's in part what he said. All children born beyond what would be required to keep up the population to a desired level must necessarily perish unless room is made for them by the deaths of grown persons. We should facilitate, instead of foolishly and vain, vainly endeavoring to impede the operations of nature in producing this mortality. Malthus' disciples believed if Western civilization were to survive the physically unfit, the materially poor, the spiritually diseased, the catch this, the racially inferior, and the mentally incompetent had to be suppressed and isolated or even perhaps eliminated. His disciples felt the subtler and more scientific approach of education, contraception, sterilization, and abortion were more practical and acceptable ways to ease the pressures of the alleged overpopulation. Critics of Malthusian uh, enthusiasm, Malthus Enthusiasm said the group "...produced a new vocabulary of mumbo-jumbo. It was all hard-headed, scientific, and relentless. Further, historical facts have proven that Malthusian mathematical scheme regarding overpopulance to be inaccurate, though many still believe them. Despite the falsehoods of Malth- Malthus's overpopulation claim, Sanger nonetheless immersed herself in Malthusian eugenics. Grant wrote, she argued, for birth control using the scientifically verified threat of poverty, sickness... Racial tension and overpopulation as its background. Sanger's publication, The Birth Control Review, founded in 1917, regularly published pro eugenic articles from eugenicists such as Ernst Ruin. Although Sanger ceased editing The Birth Control Review in 1929, the American Birth Control League continued to use it as a platform for eugenic ideas. Sanger built the work of the American Birth Control League, and ultimately Planned Parenthood on the ideas and resources of the eugenics movement. You see what I'm saying? Back to the article here. Grant reported that virtually all of the organization's board members were eugenicists. Eugenicists financed the early projects from the opening of birth control clinics to the publishing of revolutionary literature. Eugenicists comprised the speakers at conferences authors of literature, and the provider of services almost without exception. And Planned Parenthood's international work was originally housed in the offices of the Eugenics Society. The two organizations were intertwined for years. The American Birth Control League became a legal entity in April of 1922 in New York. Before that, Sanger illegally operated a birth control clinic in October of 1916 in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn, New York, which eventually closed. The clinic serviced the poor immigrants, who heavily popu- pop- populated the area. Those deemed unfit to reproduce. Sanger's early writings clearly reflected Malthus's influence. She writes, she wrote this: "Organized i am sorry—organized charity itself is the symptom of a malignant social disease." Those vast, complex, interrelated organizations aiming to control and to diminish the spread of misery and, and destitution and all of the menacing evils that spring out of this sinister silly uh, fertile soil are the surest sign that our civilization has bred, is breeding, and perpetuating constantly increasing numbers of defectives, delinquents, and dependents. Prior to 1939, Sanger's outreach to the black community was largely limited to her uh, Harlem Clinic and speaking at at black churches. Her vision for the reproductive practices of black Americans expanded after January 1939. It merged into the Clinical Research Bureau in the American Birth Control League to form the Birth Control Federation of America. She selected Clarence C. Gamble of the soap manufacturing company Procter & Gamble to be the regional director in the South. Gamble wrote a memorandum in November entitled Suggestions for the Negro Project in which he recognized that black leaders might regard birth control as, as an extermination plot. He suggested black leaders to be placed in position where it would appear that they were in charge. Yet Sanger's reply reflects Gamble's ambivalence about having blacks in authoritative positions. I note that you doubt it, worthwhile to employ a full-time Negro position Negro physician it seems to me from my experience this is gamble writing to um, Sanger it seems to me from my experience that while the colored Negroes have great respect for white doctors they can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table which means their ignorance superstitions and doubts they do not do this with white people if we can train the Negro doctor at the clinic he can go among them with enthusiasm and knowledge which will have far-reaching results among the colored people another project director lamented i wonder if southern darkies i wonder if southern darkies can ever be trusted with a clinic our experience causes us to doubt their ability to work except under white supervision ladies and gentlemen this is the the negro project that was started by Margaret Sanger. And I'm not done with this article. We're going to continue it when we come back. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. You realize the moment anyone in the mainstream media mentions any physical characteristic of any candidate, that means all of the physical characteristics of all of the candidates on both sides of the aisle become fair game. You mock Donald Trump's hair, you mock his Hillary's buttocks. Jay Severin, weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network On Demand David Clark, the People's Sheriff We're continuing here from this article The site is blackgenocide.org And it's the Negro Project, Margaret Sanger's Eugenics Plan for Black America by Tanya L. Green And she walks us through this sordid time period And it continues today this is the legacy of Margaret Sanger, who is the founder of Planned Parenthood, or Planned Genocide, as I call it. This is ugly. This is as ugly as it gets. This isn't about, if you think that harvesting uh, dead aborted or aborted baby parts uh, for the highest bidder on the market, if you thought that's as low as it gets, and that's how, uh, you know, the extent of the ugliness of, 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 of abortion, you've got to go back into the history. Let's get back to this article. Don't forget, this evolved into Planned Parenthood Federation of America. As part of their efforts to promote birth control, Sanger found common cause with the proponents of eugenics, believing that they both sought to assist the race toward the elimination of the unfit. Sanger's was a, Sanger was a proponent of negative eugenics, which aims to improve human hereditary traits through social intervention by reducing the reproduction of those who were considered unfit. And don't forget, more black babies to this day are aborted than any other race. This project continues today. Sanger ran into resistance when she tried to present a birth control exhibit at the 1940 American Negro Exposition, a fair that traces the progress blacks have made since the Emancipation Proclamation in Chicago. But uh, later this exposition canceled her permit and uh, she didn't buy into the fact that um, there was some last-minute changes. So she wrote a letter, and in it it says, uh, this has come as a complete surprise, said Sanger, since the Federation undertook preparation of the exhibit upon an expressed invitation from a a member of the exposition board. She said the cancellation resulted from a concerted action on the part of the representatives of the Roman Catholic Church She even accused the church of threatening officials with with, with, um, the withholding of promised federal and state funds needed to hold the exposition. So anyway, they, uh, they went through and they denied her anyway. So the propaganda of the Negro Project was that birth control meant better health. So in the premise of the Birth Control Federation of America, they designed two southern Negro Projects, uh, they designed two demonstration programs to show how medically supervised birth control, integrated into existing public health services, could improve the general welfare of Negroes, and to initiate a nationwide ed- educational program. But some things stood in the way, since blacks liken birth control to abortion, and others regard that as, as as inherently immoral. However. When thrown against the total pictures of the awareness on the part of the Negro leaders of the improved conditions and their opportunities to even better conditions under Planned Parenthood, the obstacles to the program are greatly outweighed, said Dr. Dorothy Farabee. See what I mean? How they message and how they frame. They actually tried to and and were having success at saying that Negro health improved under this genocide uh, program. So anyway, a hint of eugenic flavor seasoned uh, this Dr. Farabee speech. The future program of Planned Parenthood should center around more education in the field through the work of a professional Negro worker, because those who believe that the benefits of Planned Parenthood as a vital key to the elimination of human waste must reach the entire population. She prepared. She peppered her speech with the importance of Negro professionals being fully integrated into the staff. So see if they're trying to fool them. By nineteen forty nine, Sanger had hoodwinked Black America's best and brightest into believing birth control's life saving benefits were better than not. In a monumental feat, she bewitched virtually an entire network of black social professional and academic academic organizations into endorsing Planned Parenthood's eugenic program. So in other words, the so-called, at least under Sanger, black elite at the time, were complicit in this project. So it goes on. uh, Here, there's no way to escape the implication, argues William Davis, a black financial analyst. Uh, When an organization has a history of racism, when its literature is openly racist, when its goals are self-consciously racial. And when its programs invariably revolve around race, it doesn't take an expert to realize that the organization is indeed racist. It is impossible to sever Planned Parenthood's past from its present. Its legacy of lies and propaganda continue to infiltrate the black community. This poison is even more venomous because in addition to birth control, Planned Parenthood touts abortion as a solution to the economic and social problems that plague the black community. In its wake is the loss of more than 12 million lives within the black community alone. Planned Parenthood's own record reflect this. For example, a 1992 report revealed that 23.2% of women who obtained abortions at its affiliates were black, although blacks represent no more than 13% of the population. In 1996, Planned Parenthood's research arm reported blacks who make up 14% of all childbearing women have 31% of all abortions, and whites who account for 81% of women of childbearing, childbearing age have 61%. Abortion is the number one killer of blacks in America, says Reverend Hunter of Learn. We're losing our people at the rate of 1,452 a day. That's just pure genocide. There's no other word for it. Sanger's influence and the whole mindset that Planned Parenthood has brought into the black community, say it's okay to destroy your people. We bought into the lie. We bought into the propaganda. Propaganda. Planned Parenthood has always been reluctant to promote or encourage abstinence as the only safeguard against teen pregnancy and sexually transmitted disease, calls it, calling it unrealistic. He, Reverend Richard Welch, then criticized Planned Parenthood, quote, "Having sprung from the racist dreams of a woman determined to apply abortion and contraception, contraception, to eugenics and ethnic cleansing." Planned Parenthood remains true to this same strategy today. Concerned Women for America has a long history of fighting planned parenthood's evil agenda. Concerned Women for America is an uh, anti-abortion group. So let's end with this. Now you know. Now you can't say, and I know you knew before this, but this is more than about harvesting body parts for the highest bidder. I mean, that is sordid enough. I know that. I get that for these politicians to fool around with this. I'm calling for the defunding of Planned Parenthood. This organization must go. You talk about a way for the Republican Party to message in the black community, and I always say you have to reconnect people with their history. I've done the same thing and said the same thing about gun control. When you you do like I did and went back and learned about the black tradition of arms, you would see the blacks would be some of the biggest supporters of the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms. But we've been separated from our history by the Democrats, by the liberals, once again, separated from our history. We don't understand the ugliness. I'm talking about in the black community. You folks do. of The sword movement. That's why... I said Margaret Sanger's body should be exhumed and this monster should be taken off the continental United States and buried at sea. We have a moral duty and an obligation to do that. Thanks for joining me this week. You can follow me during the week at Sheriff Clark on Twitter or at the people dot com. God bless you. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network.